Come on in, it's your boy KV coming at you from my Saints and Center studio right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'm welcoming you to another episode of the Ken Valdez Approach. And I've got a smoking show for you this week from the land of the ice and snow, Katy, Texas, to be exact. Ah, snow in Texas, that, that, that just doesn't sound right, does it? Now, we all know that Mother Nature played quite a cruel and heartless joke on the people of Texas, and my heart certainly goes out to all of them. My buddy, our guest this week, was in the thick of it out in Katy, Texas. Hamilton Loomis is going to be talking all about Mother Nature's cruel joke, as well as being a young guy in the blues world, even when he wasn't necessarily a blues artist. Now, I've always viewed Hamilton as being a guy that plays more R&B and soul music with hints of blues and hints of rock and roll. You add that with uh, just world-class musicianship that he has and, of course, that his band has, and, man, it creates something so cool, so fun, so unique. It just makes you want to move. And I've never left uh, a Hamilton Loomis show feeling down at all. He always has that ability of just just making me feel great with his music, and I know that I'm not alone in saying that. So, for those of you that do not know who Hamilton Loomis is, sit back and relax and get ready to have a damn good time. We're having fun on this episode. For those of you that do know who Hamilton Loomis is, you know what to expect, and it's nothing short of fantastic. So, Enjoy this episode. We're going to have a lot of fun with the conversation. Of course, there's lots of music to be had. And as always, I'm starting things off with the song. I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Yes, 
someone else She just don't love you Oh, don't fantasize I feel ahead with all your lies Don't break your heart in two well, Now she's chasing sunsets And I'm here all alone In the airplane skyline beat her And I will be here waiting Still multiple choice. So let's get Ham up in here. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How are you? It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. How are you doing, man? What's going oh, on? Hanging in there, man. Hanging we, uh, in there? Yeah, about, about a week ago, we all froze our butts off here in Texas and uh, in South Texas. And uh, yeah, we, we just, we have never had like, you know, it, it freezes like maybe a couple of times a year, but it gets down to like 28 at some point, you know? And then like that day, it'll always go back up into the forties, fifties, sixties, whatever. But like, we've sure. never had it where like the high temperature of the day is below, is below freezing yeah. for like three <laughs> days straight. That oh, has dude. never happened. And it's in my lifetime. And uh, yeah, it's, it was absolutely insane. And we all lost power because none of our power plants down here were winterized, you know? And, Oh uh, yeah, it was absolutely insane. We we we're so fortunate. Our uh, our house had we had a gas fireplace, um, but like nobody else on our block did, and everybody else has like busted pipes and no uh, water, and having to go to their neighbor's house with buckets just so they can flush their toilets. And oh man, it, it's absolutely insane, man. But uh, you know we made it through, and uh, you know we're, <sighs> we're we're okay, man. But that was it was it was unprecedented, dude. It's it's yeah. I'm glad that y'all are all right, man, because, I mean, we were watching the news. You and I had been in touch because we were going to do the show last week, and it was just one thing after another. But, man, we couldn't, you know, here at the house, man, we were just watching, just going, are you kidding me? And then we started hearing about y'all out there, like, literally boiling, you know, snow to have drinking water. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and of course when everybody's pipes busted, you know, um, <laughs> there was, you know, like citywide loss of pressure and like all this backflow. And so then like 
once we did get our water back, it was contaminated. So we couldn't even drink it. So we had a boil notice. We had to like boil all of our water, you know, and, and stuff until it was safe. I mean, yeah, it absolutely just like one thing after another, after another, but uh, you know, again, man, like we're just, like I said, we're so fortunate, man, that with, that we made it through, uh, you know, with, like I said, we had a gas fireplace, dude, that, that's, that's really what, what saved our butts. So we're just, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, there's a silver lining. My little boy had a blast. I bet, man. Like, because it didn't melt for three right. days. That's right, like, right. like man, that's unprecedented here. And like, I don't know how my wife has such foresight, man, but like went a long time, like 15 years ago, we were touring up in Colorado sure. and uh, in, in January, huh. uh, well, <laughs> Hey dude, like, all the gigs are so great. Everybody's got cabin fever, right? And right, we're going right. Crazy enough to do it. But yeah. anyway, we bought this little toboggan, like this little plastic toboggan, like 15 years ago, just for fun. And like, I don't know why she kept it. Like, I was like, let's throw this thing away every time we like, you know, clean out our garage or whatever. She's like, just, just put it in the back. Just keep it. Just keep it. Well, lo and behold, my little boy had so much fun on that dang thing. Uh, even just going to people's driveway man nice nice you know so hey you know at least we we made the best of it man that's awesome man i mean it's 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 (laughs) it's always below zero here it's i mean it's been it's been bad like we had a really mild winter up until a few weeks ago and then it just it just kicked our asses man it it got so cold and yeah. today we are, I think we, we reached 40 today. Oh, that's pretty and, good for this time of year. Well, yeah, man. But here's the thing is like just a week ago, we were, you know, we were looking at like 30 below wind chills and stuff like that. Oh. So I'm just kind of looking at this going, dude, that's, <laughs> that's a 70 degree swing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know, it, or explaining to my parents, like, you know, right now it's colder outside than it is in my freezer i would you know things like that it's like some things that they just don't comprehend because they're out in the desert southwest and it still gets cold and it still snows and stuff but you know not it doesn't it doesn't get like like that that. and and y'all got a little bit of humidity like us too so like it it sort of magnifies the yes yes we've had that same kind of spread too that's kind of blowing our minds too because it actually got down to eight degrees here in 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 parts of houston which is just complete like i said my whole life it's never been that low here i've been in i've been in like zero you know up north up in minneapolis But like, again, like nobody was prepared, you know, but today it was like 78. And again, that's like a, you know, <laughs> a 70, that's, exactly like a God, 70, like 70 degrees. Degree yeah. okay. Unbelievable. We have our AC on, like what's going on? You know? <laughs> that's anyway. awesome. I yeah. also read something, man, and, and this is going to be the, uh, the final word on this. I read today you know, uh, on, on social media or whatever, that conspiracy theorists believe that it did not snow or freeze in Texas. And I'm like, I know just the guy to ask because he's going to be on the show today. And um, yeah, yeah, let me tell you, that's some <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Definitely. It, it kicked our asses, uh, you know, but, because like I said, you know, no one, no one was, was, really truly prepared i mean our our power plants i mean that's the thing you know it's like they have they have wind turbines in alaska you know they have wind turbines in freaking antarctica we looked it up you know 
What? <laughs> we looked it up. Uh. No, because like, you know, people on Facebook are, are like trying to make it a political issue and stuff. Right. Oh, you know, right. see, the wind power is not like, dude, they just weren't winterized. You know, certain right. companies didn't spend the money right. to winterize them. Then how do you explain freaking there's wind turbines in Antarctica? Exactly. You know? how, do you, how do you explain that? Because they just weren't prepared. And it's oh, like, you know, don't make it a political issue. Just it's a it's a you know, it's a simple whatever i just kind of think that mother nature mother nature comes around and just says i'm still in control here no matter what you guys think exactly i got you exactly say what you will yeah i've actually got a song about that too oh man well speaking of songs man do you want to play one for us yeah uh that one's not well you know i might actually just uh you know I'll do that one in a second. I'll, I'll I'll segue because I've got my bass on right now. But uh, you do it, man. You do your I, thing. Yeah, Everybody. I totally wasn't even gonna do that song, but now that you you mention it, um, <laughs> I should totally do it because it's kind of you it's know, fitting it's or whatever. But, uh, it, yeah. I was I, I was gonna start kind of going back a little bit and doing a song called Legendary. I haven't done it in a long time, so really. folks. Legendary. My temperature is rising. Ah, she's in prime condition. 
ain't but one decision way beyond explanation a never ever ever complication no doubt about it said i just can't live without it it's so scary and it ain't just temporary before you go i got to know are you gonna give that legendary love to me Sanctuary Before you go I got to know Are you gonna give that legendary Love to me Legendary Love your tunes, dude. I, Thank I, you, I've, Thank been, you. I've been a fan for so long. I really have. You know, I remember, you know, gosh, before we met, I uh I was playing with a band out in Santa Fe and they would cover No No No. And that yeah. was where I first heard you. <laughs> and cool. I was like, Man, this dude is is funky, man, and, and just cool. And then I come to find out that Brant. Uh, Leaper was on on your records, and uh, you yeah. know Brent and I met out at uh, the uh, Telluride Blues and Brews Festival when we were both playing out there. And uh, man, it, it was just like everything just kind of comes around, like the degrees of separation just you know just go away. And it's it's amazing too because you surround yourself with tremendous musicians, and you yourself are very 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 accomplished, man. And I guess um, a couple of the things that I wanted to know was uh, kind of about, you know, just your backstory, I guess, as far as, as you know, how you came up in, in, in the Texas scene and so on and so forth, but also who your influences are. Because, you know, I think a lot of people, there's there's a lot of people that view you as, as kind of like a blues artist, but I kind of view you more as like an R&B and soul kind of guy. Yeah. You know, with, with some rock leanings here and there, just a tremendous guitar player. And I Thank think, you. you know, so tell me about, let, let's start there. Let's, let's go with the, let's go with your influences first, man. Well, you know, it, it, it kind of started with my parents' record collection, you know, uh, they are both musicians. So I was doomed from the start, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dad's a bass player, you know, and, uh, 
my mom's a great singer. We actually, um, we used to have like a, a, a trio when I was like 14, we would sing three-part harmonies. Oh, that's where I kind of, that's where I learned how to harmonize and everything. And God, so, but, well, you know, well, how just, old, how old were you, man? When you started, when you actually just even started playing, I mean, playing, playing, I don't remember really. I mean, I was a kid. I mean, I started taking piano lessons first. I mean, I was probably five or six, something like that. Good and then God, you man. Sure. Picked, well, you know, and I picked up a guitar like around seven or eight, something like that. But, you know, <laughs> but it, all I mean, make, it all makes sense, man. It all makes but, sense. Oh. But, you know, I'm just blessed, man. Very, very blessed because like the environment, you know, it's like my parents, you know, were very supportive. There was always instruments around the house. So it's like little yeah. curious George. Oh, here's a bass. Do, you know, how do I do this? And, you know, so they've, they fostered that for me. So I'm very, very fortunate and very, you know, very grateful for that, you know, but like it really just started with their record collection, man. And they just, you know, my mom it was mainly her, man. She had like so many, like, you know, just from, from classic rock to Beatles to like, you know, um, to, to standards and stuff like, you know, like Tony Bennett and Frank Sinatra and those, guys. and then Absolutely. like, you know, um, uh, uh, lots of blues records, um, lots of soul stacks, dude, stacks, stacks, stacks. That was like huge. That's where I learned how to arrange stuff. That's why I fell in love with like horns and, and just, and, and melodies and like bass lines and like all their songs were so well crafted. And I right. know that was, that was a huge influence on at least my writing and arranging, you know what I mean? Um, and so of course the blues thing was the element was there, but you got to remember, you know, I grew up in the eighties, MTV was huge, you know, sure. that was the thing. Right. And so like pop music is all about melody. Yes. It's, it's melody, melody, melody. So like, I always, that was one thing that, you know, blues is so improvisational. Everything is improvised. You know, it's, it's never played the same way twice or sung the same way twice. And that's the beauty of it. Right. 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 But you know, that's also probably the double-edged sword why it's never been really mainstream either because it's not singable it's not like there's no you know na 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 there's none of that there's no <laughs> right. like set you know melodies and so i kind of always wanted to inject that into my you know bluesy sort of background does that make sense you absolutely know? no man more sense you than know? you actually realize I, yeah and then so of course i was a huge prince fan you know and so you know that's where like a lot of the, the chicka chicka comes from you know that james my mom had so many james brown records too which is who influenced prince and yes so you know it's kind of like you take all those you know ingredients and stir them up in a in a pot you know and it's kind of like you know when i when i uh you know, got to study. I'm also the, again, so fortunate that I was the tail end of the generation that got to learn, not just meet, but learn from and play with the blues legends, at least in Texas. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's and a, you're so, the, the hot, like a hot spot, man. Absolutely. Oh, it definitely. And the Houston blues scene was just killed because that's where Albert Collins was from. Johnny Clyde Copeland and Joe Guitar Hughes, who was, he was like my absolute mentor. Like that guy just kicked my ass up and up and down the wall upside the hall like it was fantastic um i, I could go on for an hour just about stories about him you know and then sure. diddly comes along you know what i mean i went to see a show and and um uh got to play with him on stage and struck up a friendship with him too and he's the one who said you know don't sound like me son sound like you and i'm kind of like you know and i'm like 16 going 
well, what does me sound like? And that was like the beginning of my journey, you know? And so when I started, you know, arranging and writing and stuff and, um, it was kind of like, just took elements of everything that I knew and that I loved and that I liked. And so that's why my stuff kind of comes out sort of funky, solely bluesy, rocky, poppy, fill in the blank. It's just, right, you know, right. and it's also my, my, the, the, it's, it's a double-edged sword too, because it's like, you know, you can't really categorize it and you know how, you know, media, the mainstream, they love to categorize things, you know, record companies like to categorize things. And so, you know, it's, 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 it's a positive quality and it's also a, a negative quality because like, you know, positive quality is I'll get a lot of like, you know, suggested artists on like, you know, with algorithms, you know, right, right. You know, on streaming stuff, but like, you know. Yeah. So how is actually, that's kind of a curious you know thing too, because you do have so many influences. Who are the suggested artists that, that come up when, uh, when they, when you click your name? Um, I've, I've been compared to Johnny Lang, even though I can't sing like him. Uh, yeah, well, I, that I dude, it. that dude um, is ridiculous. Yeah. He's, he's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, I get um, Robert Cray quite a bit because he's like the smoother sort of side of blues. But again, I can't sing like him. I can't even begin to um, wish I could. Um, uh, I, I, I can't. Those were the ones that I remember um, off the top of my head that I got pinged with or whatever. But Sure. Uh, sure. You know, it's just it's just Hamilton's music. I don't know, man. It's See, yeah, but that's that's a thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, I relate you know, aside from the fact that you're just a great guy, let's just talk musically. Like, why I relate with your music so so much is because you do have. Thank you so that, much, man. Hey, man. Yeah, um, you're very melodic, and I, you know, my father, although he, <laughs> he certainly didn't want me to be a musician by any stretch of the imagination, he he is a musician, you know, uh, or was, or you know whatever he's he, whatever he is he's you know he, he didn't he didn't want me to, to to you know to be a musician but man he has these these ears these fantastic ears and he was the guy that kind of instilled in me that you know really melody makes the world go round you know it like if there's something that can resonate and that is just singable or 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 memorable or just you know that's kind of what sets people apart as far as writers are concerned Absolutely. as far as i'm concerned anyway but i think that's one of the reasons why i really understood and, and and got what it is that you were doing right because you didn't sound like everybody else you know you didn't play like everybody else you had a lot more of the funk side you had a lot more of there, there was you had so much more depth and I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, get myself in trouble by saying like, there's a lot of these blues artists that don't have the depth that Hamilton Loomis does, because there's absolutely some. Sure. Well, everybody's different. That's the Ex thing. You know, exactly. everybody's got their own flavor, dude. You know. Exactly. But I mean, so uh, going going to the uh, to the first question is like, so I'm I'm doing no 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 with this band in Santa Fe, and you know I'm listening to your stuff and I'm realizing that there's all this depth coming from you, man. And I'm just kind of wondering about your backstory as far as like being signed to a to a, a, a blues label, if you will. And did that um, 
did that open doors for you? Did, you know, what was the reaction like because of that depth? And, you know, just kind of like, where has it led you to this point in your career? And, and that's an interesting question too, because um, again, it was just what I said earlier, it was kind of a double-edged sword. You know, um, I've always fortunately been embraced by the blues scene. And it's really interesting because I never really, from the beginning, set out to play blues. I was sort of... Um, chosen by certain blues players. So, you know, you know how like, you know, buddy guy took Quinn Sullivan and like brought him on stage and like kind of pushed him forward. Like, Hey, this is kind of like, he's going to carry this legacy on. Or, um, you know, I think, um, I can't think of any other examples right now, but like, you know, Joe Hughes and Johnny Copeland and guys like that did that for me. Like they, they invited me to their, you know, their jams in their neck of the woods, their, you know, home part of Houston where they grew up and into right. their little, you know, their little haven, their space, you know, and, and, you know, they, you know, whenever they would do big festivals and stuff, I remember Johnny Copeland invited me to play with him at the Juneteenth blues festival at, at Man. the, at, you know, the, uh, the Herman park pavilion here in Houston, you know what I mean? And that's just amazing exposure. And I'm, I'm so grateful and because of, of that, because of sort of being embraced by those guys, I was sort of, I guess by default, embraced by the blues community. Sure. Um, even though my stuff really isn't blues, there's not a 12-bar song in my repertoire really, but um, it's I have enough elements in there, I think, um, at, at sort of nods to blues, you know what I mean? Yes. And I definitely yes. have the reverence and the respect for blues. And I, and so that being said, um, uh, I got signed to blind pig in, in 2002 because I played the Santa Cruz blues festival, uh, over in Santa Cruz, California and, um, and blind pig, uh, the, the label, the blues label, um, you know, got me on board. Um, but again, here's the double edged part because I wasn't, really traditional enough for them. I wasn't a big seller for them. You see what I mean? Right. So they also kind of didn't, they, they didn't push me like really hard because I was sort of outside their box a little bit, but they were great. They're a great label to work with They're They, they've gone under since like the years ago, but, um, it was a great stepping stone, great experience. Um, and it did open a lot of doors. It was like a calling card cause you can put blind pig recording artists. Well, anyone who's a blues aficionado knows about blind pig records yes. and their legacy. Right. So it was, a, it was great to be surrounded by you know, artists like Tommy Castro and, and, you know, Coco Montoya and Papa Chubby and like all these great artists, you know what I'm saying? So it did open a lot of doors for me and helped my, help my booking agent tremendously. You know what I mean? Um, so that, did help i guess in the journey you know what i mean um but um I, you know yeah i was a little outside the box and they they took a leap of faith <laughs> to their credit they were great to work Absolutely. with and they let they, and i gotta say they let me have like all the artistic freedom they were just like yeah you know you just do the record and we'll just we'll just sign off on it and and yeah it's it, you're fine let's just do it let's just do it like they were so like cool about it they were pretty progressive they were pretty open-minded for to be a, a blues label you know? right 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 so yeah. I, I gotta hand it to them i i enjoyed my time with them i really did that's awesome i'd love to hear some more about it i'm gonna do a tune yeah and we're gonna do, get man. yeah we're gonna get back to hanging with hamilton loomis by all means everybody go check out our patreon www.patreon.com slash kvapproach. I'm going to go ahead and do a tune here. 
that I was honored enough to write with Mr. Curtis Salgado. Fun tune here. Dig it, man. Dig it. Yeah. There it is. There it is. 
So, so uh, I'm dude, let me let me set this next one up if you don't mind, man. Dude, uh, by all means, so, yeah, let's let's go ahead. You, know, you were talking about Mother Nature, and that kind of sparked <laughs> this, man. I, I, this this one came out in uh, my 2013 record called "Give It Back," and um, at that time, um, having a lot of natural disasters all over the globe, wildfires in Australia, there was a tsunami that happened. I think either the year before that or the couple before that. Uh, uh, we we were having hurricanes here, uh, and, uh, oh, ice storms. I think in Iowa there were like just crazy yes. ice stuff that happened, and and I was thinking about all that, and I'm just like, man, you know, nature, boy, she has had. It's like she's had enough, you know. And I'm like, oh, she's had enough. I'm like, and I don't ever really make my songs like super direct most of the time. Like if they have meaning, I like to sort of like generalize it a little bit so that like makes it more universal and like people pick their meaning of it and make it relate to them a little bit i don't know i just kind of have as a so i sort of disguise the song sounds like you know she's a man enough. don't seem so tough when he's had enough right like a relationship right but if you just take out the the it's man don't seem so tough when she's had enough you see what i'm saying and she's Mother Earth. And so, like, there's – if you listen to all the lyrics, there's, like, all these kind of references to, like, you know, fire here and there. And, you know, when she turns cold and just little things like that, a wave of emotion, a flooding of tears and just, you know, stuff like that that I like to throw in there just to be, you know, just to be clever or whatever. I don't know. Man, but, yeah, no, I, I get you. Dude, you, know, you, and so. I, you and I are very, very with our writing styles, <laughs> which, which kind of freaks me out because, I mean – everything that you just said is how I about my writing or like how I write, you know, well, like dude, it's about connecting with people, you know, and right. if, if, you know, if, if I write a song about, you know, the earth is mad and uh, there's only a very, very small slice of people that are going, that's going to resonate with. But if you just say a man don't seem so tough when she's had enough, how many men have felt that before? Yeah, you know? exactly. Or how many women you know what I mean? Can relate to that. I mean, dude, I get requests for that song. Like, if she's had enough, and it's always women, you know? Because, like, you know what I mean? And they're, like, looking at their husbands, like, are you listening? You know, let's, you know what I mean? But they have no idea that actually, you know. But, but you like, so, yeah, I mean, dude, it's all about love connecting it. with people. Yes. So, anyway. Hamilton Loomis, everybody. Check it out. Wasn't planning on doing this one, but man, you brought it out of me, Ken. If I can remember the first line. I swear to God, I just forgot the first line. But hey, it's life. What are we going to do, right? Uh, <laughs> see, that's what happens when I talk too much. She gave everything. All she had is gone. Got it now. The tables have turned, so prepare for the storm. Wave of emotion, a flooding of tears, abused and abused for 20 years. Man, don't 
just seems so tough But she's had enough Nobody owns what they can't control Life will be frozen when she turns cold Oh, don't you know it? Then what's gonna happen when it's too late? A whirlwind is coming to blow you away. A man goes so tough, she's had enough. She's had enough. She's had enough. She tried to tell you you'll never learn. She's had now, when she turns on the fire, you'll feel the burn. Man, don't seem so tough. Well, she's had enough. There's no more to take She's had enough Better believe there'll be hell to pay I said, man, don't seem so tough I said, man, don't seem so tough Man, don't seem so tough When she turns on the fire You'll feel the burn You won't seem so tough She's had enough. She's had enough. She's had enough. Mm. There we go. I love All it, sport, man. man. Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> I swear to God, I just blanked at the beginning. I'm just like. Well, that That's first cool. tune that I did, man, I my, my lyrics were multiple choice. So hey, I, dude. I, <laughs> man, you know what? I, I feel I, you. As, in, man, as long as you do it with conviction and you mess up with, you know, make it sound deliberate, man, people will sing bad words with you, man. Those, yeah, those, man. Those when, wrong words. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, gotta, you know, don't do what I just did and be like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> no. Believe me, I do that. I do that too. Like, uh, every night, yeah. No, nah, right? Like, there's always that one tune. Oh, it's like, wait, sure. Dude. There's always uh, those ten tunes that happen. To me. <laughs> I know, dude. It sounds so good, though, man. And I love that song. And I love Thank the one you, before. It's just, yeah, you have, I, and that's the importance of melody, right? So, I mean, you have these tunes, and each one stands on its own. And it's like, yeah, that one. You know, this sounds like this, and it's just, yeah. I well, love the, uh, how that works, man. Yeah, th thank you, man. And and again, that that that's pretty deliberate too, you know, because um, that you know, you you said it too. Like melody is kind of like what defines so much music, and I mean, you know, that's why you can take someone like the Beatles and just you know, undisputed best songwriters of all time, because. Right. I mean, I, I saw Paul McCartney like re reacting to like these these uh, this Korean boy band that was on a talk show. And they were all going na 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 na. I mean, and like 
first of all, generation gap, and then like the cultural gap and everything. But they just they know na 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 because that is such a great, simple, sing memorable melody. Cannot dispute that. Everyone all over the world like knows. I mean, you could take any Beatles song and just and just hum it, and people right. know what song it is. You know, I mean, I mean, just da 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 Everybody knows all the lonely people. It's just you know, of course, you know. I mean, I mentioned Prince earlier. I mean, when you think of Purple Rain, Purple Rain, that's three freaking notes, right? Do, re, mi, mi, re, do. That's all it is, dude. Like, you know, and why do you think that song is so famous? Oh, God. Yeah. No, yeah, Melody, he was... it's, 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 you know, and it, it's hard sometimes to, to like erase all of the knowledge that, you know, sometimes, I mean, like I learned a lot of theory in college and it like screwed up my songwriting because it's like, you're learning too much. You're learning formulas. You're learning you know, how things are supposed to go. Like uh, you're learning traditionally what happens in music, but the whole point of writing a great simple melody is something that hasn't been done before, something original and something memorable. And so that just kind of, it, that all goes out the window. And, you know, you know, people... who's, you know who's shown me that in particular, probably more mm -hmm. than anybody else that I've ever known is our buddy, Kevin Burt. Oh, God. Don't get me started on that guy. He is so phenomenal, dude. That guy's insane, man. And I've done I don't know how many shows with him uh, at this point. But it's, you know, he, he so he he jumped on last week when, when you couldn't make it. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And I was just, I was blown away again because here's a guy who has no shame in his game when it comes down to what he is, who he is what you know what he sounds like where you know his sound comes from he is he is a full-on derivative of the blues right and yet he finds ways to make notes fit where they probably shouldn't fit finds ways to to make something melodic that probably shouldn't even be melodic in a sense he just has this this uncanny ability so here i am as a player and as somebody who wants to to get better at my craft, who would love to learn something more like like theory and and understand a little bit more, because I mean I'm completely self taught. I like everything that I'm totally self taught. I have always wanted to learn like the theory and and stuff like that, so because I figured it'd probably help me out a whole lot. Well, here I go playing with Kevin, and Kevin's just like, "All right, man. So here's the chords." It's just G and C, man. That's it? He's like, yeah, that's it. Nothing else. Like there, there's there's no there's no five chord, there's no nut, there's there's nothing. It's just it's just G and C. Yeah, man. And he's just looking at me like like I'm like like hi or something, man. He's like, so that's sometimes that's all you need, man. I'll do a song with one chord. And, you know, and that's that. But, man, but it's what he does within the confines of these two chords, these, these uh -oh. you know. And, I've, I've and, never heard of someone solo with their voice so, so well. I mean, he, he takes one word. I, I heard him do it. Um, I can't remember where he were. Maybe it was, I think it was that, that festival in, uh, we, we all did together up, yeah. in, up in northern yeah. Minnesota. Sure. He just took one word. And I can't remember what word it was. 
but he did just about everything humanly possible that you can do with a human voice with this one word and just like took us on a journey. And we were all just like, yeah, the whole, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, 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 un, unbelievable, you know, that guy is, that guy is something else, man. But yeah, he, he is, he's that, he's that epitome of, 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 why melody is so important, you know, even within the it confines of, 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 of a two chord song, a one chord song, and he can do all that. Um, let's get back to you though, man. So uh, you were with blind pig, obviously you got, you know, you got into the, to the blue circles and stuff. And obviously blind pig went under and you went indie and you're still, yeah. you're still indie. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's, absolutely. everything's going in house touring, label if you will stuff like that right everything is changing man and you know technology has a huge part of that as well you know because nowadays like you know we don't need big advances from record companies to record a great sound and record now you right. you know you, with the technology you can you can do it at home on your laptop and have a great sound and record you know that's mm -hmm. on par with it with all the pop records out there and, and it's 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 pretty amazing to be honest. Yes, it is. Um, so, but of course, the, you know the the double edged. There's always a, why am I talking about double edged swords so much today? But you know, <laughs> the back the that other side of technology though is because it's so accessible and streaming and everything. You know, uh, you know we, we we can't monetize it as well. So right, but it, right. I, I think I interrupted you. Sorry. What oh you no doing? no no no. That was that's actually a great point. I was going to ask you, and you were kind of going there. Was being that you are an indie artist. How, how has it changed? What, what's your take on the biz in, in, you know, let's say pre COVID and hopefully post, you know, post COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your take on the biz, the industry touring? Cause I, I kind of figure that like, because we can't monetize as much as we probably would, you know, beforehand with like physical products on and so forth. Uh, it's hard to rely on streams. And yeah, you can't. I, yeah. So I would have said like the need on the road, but yeah. that also means that like you gotta, you also got to tour smarter and you and I have had these conversations before. So um, I guess really what I'm wanting to know is your take of not just being an indie artist in this day and age, but just the take on the business as a whole as well. Well, I will say that my 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 field of vision is kind of narrow because I've been in the sort of in that blues umbrella for so long that that's kind of I don't have too much expertise outside of that from what I've you know what I'm saying most of the tours that I did and even piggybacking with other artists and festivals and everything were mainly blues festivals mm -hmm. um you know uh and I think that you know, blues right now, because it's generally a little bit of an older audience, they're still buying cyclical product. Sure. Um, but the good thing is that the younger generation is kind of carrying on that legacy. Great. But again, here we go. Double edged sword, right? You know, it's just is the thing, you know, and most people, you know, aren't buying records. They're streaming because it's just so accessible, but yeah. it's a necessary evil. You know, if you, if you don't make yourself available on all of these little uh, distribution lists, you get left in the dust. Nobody hears you. You know, the, the great part of it is that people have access to you all over the world or you have, you have access to bring your music to people all over the right, world. Right, right, right. 
Um, and of course, the downside that of that is that you get pennies or fractions of pennies for every play. You know, I, I mean, I know you've gotten your twenty dollar checks from you know, um, uh, you know, CD Baby and and from <laughs> uh, you know from ASCAP and or BMI right. or whichever one you you know or right, you, you right. your your little um, uh, from Sound whatever you know, uh, you know, every month. And I mean, it's it's peanuts. It's not it's enough peanuts. to live on, not but if you're not there, you get left in the dust. So it's like, what, you know, what do you do, man? Yeah. We tour, you know? Yeah. Um, but we also adapt. I mean, we have to adapt. You cannot fight technology. You have to embrace it. Um, you well, know, here's, my, and, here's and, my double-edged sword with that. Wow. Right. So with that said, I've also kind of found, the downside, another downside to this is because technology is what it is and we're able to make records here at, at home because, you know, every artist can, can get on Spotify or Pandora or, you know, whatever, easy. Apple music, whatever, all that is easy. So I guess really the hard thing is, is you have so much music to weed through until you find something that really sticks with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's where I think that, yes, the artists did win essentially. Like we have control of our own, you know, uh, music and distribution and so on and so forth. I think it's really tough when, you know, it's nice to have that, but it's also like here, get thrown into this pile yeah. See who could find you. And, uh, you know, and, and that in and of itself, it's like, then you got to understand how to, how to utilize social media or, you know, anything else that you can to help people find you on all these places. And, you know, a lot of times that tends to take away the creative side, but it's all a business. So I guess really this all goes back to my question to you is what is it like, you know, for you being this indie artist and, and still like, I mean, you're doing a, great job or you did pre-covid with touring and how is it that you've like toured smarter and and again your take on your just take on the biz and and being hamilton loomis in this business you know well this day i mean i i can say that yeah you 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 have to keep your overhead low you have to like you said tour smarter um some of the things that we've done um you know pre-covid obviously was uh we started to Instead of like, especially like in the blue scene, there are a lot of venues like, you know, routing is always like the thing, right? Routing, 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 routing. How do you get from this market to this market? Because they're, you know, eight hours apart. So how do you get from, you know, and so we we stopped wasting our time playing, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night for low money in places that aren't going to have many people anyway and, and, you know, destroying our voice and, you know, like doing this just to get to the weekend gigs, which are the big gigs, the festivals, the venues, the you know, halls, et cetera, yeah. that sort of make it worthwhile. And you're almost like you're, you're, you're breaking even or losing on the way there. So one of the things, and I talked to my friend, Damon Fowler about this too, um, down in Tampa, he's a good friend of mine and he's doing the, we were doing the exact same thing and we didn't even know. It. We're like, yeah, good for you, man. I'm doing the same thing. You know, we started just like drive to a market, do your handful of gigs, 
get the hell out. You know, you, you save so much travel time, you save so much hotel costs, you just, you know, um, you do all of your gigs and it's quicker. You don't waste a lot of time. And, you know, with little kiddos, like we all have, Damon included, you know, uh, we get to spend more time at home with our families. Sure. So that, that was, you know, a few years ago. And then um, we, we started doing it, you know, even one step further and we started flying more. Now, even though the upfront costs for flying, uh, you know, is, is, is a is a lot more, you know, because you actually have to like pay for the tickets. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, if you have a, a huge touring vehicle, I mean, how much gas are you going to spend? Right. Getting to, you know, uh, you know, we do a lot of festivals up in Washington. We did a lot of festivals up in Washington. Sure, sure. I mean, that's that's a that's a two and a half day drive. I mean, that's right. like, right. I mean, you're you're gonna spend, you know, you're gonna spend a, you know, probably fifteen hundred dollars in in gas going all the way, uh, doing a whole tour all the way up there and all the way back in like right. three weeks. Yes. Well, for fifteen hundred bucks, you can buy three or four plane tickets. You know, go up there, do your festivals. And, you know, and you know how it is, you know, you have resources, you, you know, musicians in certain markets, you know, you, you know, uh, blue societies, you know, you say, Hey, I need a drum kit for this night. Boom. And you got a drum kit, you know, um, and a lot of times, you know, blue societies are great because they'll, they'll like, they'll let you use their gear, you know, yes. because it's like part, part of like their, what the services that they provide for artists and stuff and, and for their fans that in their area and that sort of thing. So it's like, you have these, these great resources, and it saves so much time, you know. Um, so we've we 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 fly a lot more now, um, and you you make about the same amount of money when it all because you don't have to spend all that money in gas uh, and hotels on the way up and back and that right. sort of thing. You see right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. No, it makes you sense. Know? It makes sense, you know. And um, you know, I have a little amp that is literally this big it fits in the palm of my hand and it's a little 50 watt tube amp little class d little vox amp that i can plug into any cabinet and it just screams and the tone is fantastic and i i literally just put it in my carry-on bag yep and i have my amp with me you know what i mean there's you know so that worked really well for us and when i'm home you know i can spend more time with my family i can write and record i can do whatever and it's just way more productive it's more time um uh, efficient i guess well what's the word i'm sure I'm, no time you know efficient. That's, that's yeah that's how we've had to you know and then enter the pandemic I'm talking about um adapting right how have you and i adapted we can't do a lot of shows now, you know, because it's not safe anymore. Right. And sometimes it's not even, you know, as places are closed down, if they're doing a lockdown or whatever at point in time. So we do these online concerts. Yes. We adapt, you know, we learn to, 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 you know, we try to monetize it the best we can. We, we, we do what we have to do to feed our families and survive because we're full-time musicians yes. while still connecting with people the best way we can with whatever our, you know, environment is, is, you know, whatever's happening in our environment, you know? So absolutely. Absolutely, um, man. And you know, you have that bonus too of, of being in house with everything, you know, yeah. so like the middleman is, is pretty much non-existent. 
So well, and that's another yeah. thing about even touring smarter. You know, I mean, I had a road manager for the first year that I was touring, and I'm just like, dude, I could do this myself. Right. You know, I mean, right. a road manager kind of, you know, plans out everything, you know, advances the venues, calls them, you know, checks you into the hotels and stuff. And I mean, I, you know, that's I, I do all that. That's part of the, yeah, that's part of the job as far you know? as I'm concerned. And there's always people, volunteers at festivals that'll sell your merch for you, you know, and you just you just learned these these little tricks or whatever, you know, every, every merch person I've ever worked with, you know, you just give them a couple of CDs afterwards and sign it for them and they're, they're happy Jack. Right. You know, right. that's the least I can do for them. Absolutely. They, they, yeah. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? You just you learn these little things to do to, to keep your overhead low, you know? Um, man. Well, this is, I mean, this alone is, is worth the conversation, man. Cause I mean, it helps me for sure, but it's also eye opening to, you know, the people that are watching, I'm sure as, as far as, it's not necessarily all that is cracked up to be. It's not so glamorous out there. There's a lot of work that goes into what it is that we do. And even you know, like, yeah. it's like we get to play for free. It's everything else that we do essentially oh, yeah. that we get paid for, you know, of and, uh, and it's, and it's work, man. And it's work and it's, it's a lot of work and it's hard work. And it is, uh, you know, and, I, and what, you know, what a lot of people don't realize, it's like, you know, um, and of course I'm not complaining one bit. We're absolutely blessed to be able to do what we love for a living, indeed. you know, but, um, you know, we, we can't, we can't call in sick, you know, I mean, how many times have you had to do a gig with the flu? Oh my gosh. You know what so I mean? So many, so of many, course, dude, you know, we, so we all many. have to, you, you yeah. suck it up and you do what you have to do to, to your, you know, to feed your family. You know, I, I, I remember when I was, um, oh gosh, um, right out of college and i remember I, I i put my degrees in a drawer and said you know what i'm not i'm just going to forget about these and i'm just going to have a go at being a full-time musician uh because if i don't right now it's a big crossroads in my life i'm going to regret it right yes yes and i remember practicing writing getting my band together doing it you know gigging and everything and i remember i had like a little uh, little finger uh injury one time i it, it was actually pretty dumb i grabbed a plate of fajitas and you know the the middle the 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 the, the, uh, the plate in the middle that's sizzling you know yes and i freaking burned my finger on it you know what i mean oh man and i'm like <laughs> you know but i had like you know read you know about like some famous artists who like you know they they got a paper cut on their finger and they had to cancel a tour and i'm like you know what i'm not gonna punk out like that i'm not gonna yeah, beat no. that guy so you know what i did i freaking just taped my finger up and I learned as many chords as I could with three fingers. Oh my gosh, you know I mean? man, that's crazy! Yeah. But you know what's 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 cool about that though is it, it taught me to to what are the most important notes in these chords? How can I take out the unnecessary notes? And it gave me this like, oh wow, I I don't need the root, I don't need the fifth. All I need is the third and the seventh, and I'm good. You know what I mean? Like those little tricks, and I learned all these different little inversions because of that. And now I still play that way. See, and and that's awesome, and I love yeah. your guitar playing. So tomorrow, I'm gonna go burn my fingers on fajitas, no, and then <laughs> you know, don't don't pull a, do a Tony Iommi and like slice <laughs> off your fingers, and then like you know have to detune your guitar and give birth to the low detuned right you know, right death metal, you know oh man dude we could talk about this all night i know let's, man. let's do, let's do no we, worries man i love this i love this i don't want to keep you though let's do another tune we'll talk just a little bit more and then we'll say our goodbyes is that cool with you yeah absolutely man all right man everybody this is hamilton loomis check this out okay so so this one's for for you ken because you mentioned no 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 earlier 
Um, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and do that one for you. Um, see if I can loop this right here. drums on this one. I did it again. It's live, folks. Here we go. This is the verse. That's the whole song. Who exactly do you think that you're fooling? I see right through you. What makes you think that I would play your games? I say this message to you. I say, no. Thank you. 
appreciate that dude that takes me back i remember uh when i was doing that tune and i and when i had heard your you know obviously you wrote it when i heard you do this tune on on cd i was like this guy digs prince <laughs> guilty on that song on that guilty. song because yeah. you had you have the lick from a strange relationship you know yeah and, and you know i didn't even know that prince song that tune uh-huh um, and it also, it showed up, uh, a piece of it showed up in a, in a, in an Ohio player song as oh, well. I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and it's, it's not exactly the same, but there's just like a real similar. Yeah. And I'd actually never even heard that before. Yeah, that's awesome though. <laughs> Cause you know, there, there it is. Like that's, that's that channel, you know? Yeah. You yeah. Pick up uh, on little things like that. And that's such an amazing thing. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, of, of, you know, cool artists and, and people you dig, who are you listening to these days? Oh man, um, you know I discovered uh, this cool young band out of New York called Lawrence. Have you ever heard of them? I have not. You need to check them out, man. They're really cool. It's a brother and sister. Um, she sings her butt off, and uh, he's a keyboard player and has a real, uh, real raspy voice. Wait a minute, is she a drummer? No. No. Okay, so she just not, thinks that's not that's not who I uh, who I was thinking of then. I was like, wait a minute. But they have like an eight piece band, very soulful, uh, great songwriting, um, and um, uh, you know, three horns, like the whole bit, um, kind of kind of like modern soul pop ish. Cool, really great stuff. They're called Lawrence, um, and that's their last name. Like, and it's just really cool stuff, man. That yeah, that's like kind of one out. of my favorite young bands that are coming up nowadays. I don't know how they can afford to tour with eight people, but <laughs> right. You know, I, I kept whittling it down. Like I used to be like a six piece, like back before I was touring and then like, okay, the horns got to, got to go. And then I'm like, okay, I'll get a sack. And then I had two horns and it was five. And then I'm like, it's still three hotel rooms. Let's pare it down to four. Okay. Two rooms. Okay. That's good. Let's leave yeah. it for, and for a utility, while. And have a nice utility player in there. And that's, that's a good thing too. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, I've been a trio for a year and a half now too, right. because right. the way the, the music has, has progressed and sort of, you know, even whittled down, um, you know, my, my record that came out in 2017, cause it's called basics. And that was kind of a, a theme throughout the record. Even the instrumentation was very basic and the songwriting was more basic. You know, it was, it was in black and white, just a lot of themes going on there. Sure. Um, and so even the material like kind of lended itself to, to more trio. Um, so, I mean, it's just, you know, well, there you go. Make those, man. 
So before we go, we have two questions that we've been asking, you know, these days. And uh-huh. this is obviously pre-COVID. But uh, I was getting the most weird questions from, from you know, people that were checking out the podcast and checking out the live streams and stuff. And a lot of the people that we were talking to, um, you know, were touring musicians like you and I. And they were asking, they're like, you know, what are your favorite places to eat at on the road? Like, is there like favorite, like, like roadside haunts or like, you know, just a restaurant that if you're going through, you know, just. If you're going through Kansas City. Yeah. You have to go to um, uh, the Chubbies to get their chicken noodle soup. Really? Yeah. I think it's called Chubby. Yeah. Chubby's the diner. Yeah. Their, their chicken noodle soup is phenomenal. Wow. Um, Another one of my spots is uh, when we used to go through New Mexico, your home state. Um, you know, we used to spend a lot of time in Farmington, where Brant was from. You know, yes. when, when he was in the band, and we'd go to Albuquerque just to eat at the Frontier Restaurant. Yeah, you know it, baby. <laughs> yeah, the, did you go best, at night or the, or during the day? Twenty four hours, the best flour tortillas, and they you know, they come out and they, they, they they're like this big. Yeah, and they man. They deflate because they're so poofy. Yeah. Oh my god! And their green chili stew is out of sight, people. The Frontier Restaurant, man. Yeah. Love it. Um, there's a, there's a place in Jackson, Wyoming. I think it's called like Jebediah's or Zebediah's or something like that. And they've got they're famous for their buckwheat pancakes. Oh, sweet man! Fantastic. Um, of course, any when we were in Philly, I mean, oh my god, Philly cheesesteaks. There, like people have no idea that like haven't really been to Philly. Oh my god, they're fantastic. Um, <laughs> See, that's yeah, awesome. Like, this is exactly like, what I wanted because I mean. We had Ronnie Baker Brooks on like a few, you know, a few weeks ago, and God bless his soul. I, you know, I love him. He's like, I like Chipotle. I'm like, come on, man. No, dude, come no, on. Like, no, like you've been, yeah. you've been all over the place. Give me, give me the stuff. Give me the. But well, hey. where is that place? I think it's in Minnesota that has the stuffed burgers. Like, oh yeah, uh, Juicy Lucy's, man. Juicy Lucy. Yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah. all yeah. over the place, man. Okay, yeah, that was yeah. really good too. Um. I'm trying to think of, uh, I mean, that, that's that's pretty. Well, I mean, in sh- Chicago, you got to go to like, uh, was it Giordano's and get their deep dish? You yes, know? yes, yes, um, absolutely. Uh, up in, I, I discovered a a dish called a horseshoe, up in Door County, uh, Wisconsin, up in Green Bay, like by you know uh, the, the little the little peninsula up there. They have right. a thing called the horseshoe, which is kind of like this plate of like French fries with like. Like I think it's like either gravy or cheese on them or something. Is or, it like poutine? I don't know. Um, I, I it was really good though. It was like right. I mean I, I was like oh afterwards, but like it's just, man. Well, I like mean, one of my good. favorite places is out in your neck of the woods, dude. We're you know and we'd play when we'd play in Houston, we always had to go to Andy's Cafe. Oh, Andy's Mexican restaurant, 24 Dude, hours. Yeah, yes, that place, that place was bomb, man. That place yeah, was yeah. so good. Yeah. Ah, cool. Here in Houston, man, we do have a lot of great restaurants. In fact, we had the, the, the best soul food in restaurant in Houston cater our wedding. Oh, sweet. Sweet. And, uh, it was, they were, it was so good. Like we had, we had all these, like, like all, all these white people were going, Oh my God, what is this food? And like all of our black guests, were, you know, yeah. it was just amazing. dude. Right. Like, That's uh, awesome. I love yeah, it. Called, this is it. This is it. Soul nice. food here in Houston. It's, I, it's, 
amazing. See, I love this is this is this is what we were wanting. This is what we were wanting. Like the real deal, like like the cool foodie spots, man. Yeah. Um, last question for you. uh, Almost. Um not your own now. Not your own. Three of like your essential listening. Like three records that are essential listening to you that make up Hamilton Loomis. That are not your own. That are not my own. That 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 make up Hamilton Loomis or that like a they're, desert they're your, island. They're your they're your essential like desert island top three records that you would you would take with you. Mm. Led Zeppelin two. Yeah, very good. Because that one contains all the riffs. Yes. Yes. Uh all the great riffs are on that record. Um Oh man, you you got me on that one. You got me on that one. I, I need to look in my phone, but it's like in front of me. I'm like, where's my, where, where's my, my playlist? Uh, um, you know what? Um, one of my favorite bands, and this, I don't even know if you've heard of King's X before. Dude, that's my band. That is, okay. they are my. It's like it, on any given day, it's either them or Journey is my number one. Band. Okay, okay. So, so, Dog Man by King's X. Yes. God, this is why you and I are like, you're my brother, man. I know it. I know it. Um, oh man, those are those are pretty heavy records. Um, and then I would have to say, oh gosh. You, yeah, man, you, you got me on that one. I, I would probably, I don't know, I'd, I'd probably say like, um, like Booker T and the MGs or something. Sweet. Best of Booker T and the MGs. Sure. Just all the classic instrumentals. Um, Why not, man? Anything stacks, to be honest with you, would have to be in there because it's just such an influence on me and, and uh, the music is just so timeless. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I have Dude. more, honestly, but like those would be probably top three right there. I love it, man. I, I, I just, I just connect with you. You know, I think that I just, I love you, dude. You're such a great dude. And, and you know, as a musician and everything, it's just like, I connect with you. So I, likewise, again, I'm just dude. Likewise. so damn happy to have you on here. Yeah, I'm and, so happy to be on it. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm so sad that we live so far apart. That's, that's the thing. I, dude, we would be hanging so much. And I know that. You I, think? Between the families and everything else. I, I know it. I know it. And yeah, once this COVID stuff is over, we're just going to find a time to make sure that that happens. Man. We have that, to, man. We, we have to. Have to. And um, on my list, dude, I'm going to write a song for Nico called Applesauce. Applesauce. Yes. I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to do it. That's man. awesome. Do it. He would love it. Dude, he's singing now, too, man. He's singing. He's he's digging it Awesome, right dude. Awesome. He's killing it. It's great. I love um, it. Love where it. can people find you? HamiltonLoomis.com. Awesome. Good old-fashioned, yes. I mean, uh, you know, of course, you know, on Facebook, on, you know, Instagram, everything, you know, but uh, good old-fashioned websites that are, you know, clean and have all the information you want right there. No ads, no fluff, no, you know, no algorithms, just... <laughs> 
here's my tour schedule with the 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 three gigs I have for the whole entire year. <laughs> God, that's because more than we're got. only playing outdoor shows. That's for more safety. than I've got, brother. That's more than I've got. So, <laughs> so. Well, at least outside you can control it. You know what I mean? Yes. That's what yes. We've we've felt you know there's there's enough distance. It's open air and. Um, you know, people can spread out and uh, feel more comfortable because there are so many people that aren't going out, you know, right. because of safety and being right. careful, you know what I mean? And, right, right. And, uh, you know, my son, he, you know, he was born with a rare pancreatic disease, as we've talked about on the last show, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so, like, we have to be just extra careful, you know? But, yeah, yeah. So, no, but we got to work. We're in the same boat with, with, with Nico, and you know, know. that. Yeah, I so. Know. I hear you, my brother. I hear you. Dude, I'm so damn happy to see you and chat with you a bit. And we got to do this Same again. Here, Same here. Just give give our blessings to your family, man. And just just hug and squeeze them, you know, extra extra tight for us tonight, man. Oh, and, uh, likewise, man. Likewise. All right, brother. All right. Well, you be good. You take care. Yeah, well, there you have it. That's the approach for this week. I want to send a big old thank you to our guest this week, Mr. Hamilton Loomis. He is a brother of mine. Let me tell you that. That guy is phenomenal. He really is. Good guy. Great music. Go check him out on his socials, his website, and go check out his music. You won't be disappointed. Man, you can also go check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash kvapproach. You guys pick the price. It doesn't matter to me. There's no tears here. We're all in this together, right? So whatever it is that you feel that you can throw in, throw in, and you get access to exclusive content and exclusive performances, music, etc. Merchandise, even. It helps the wheels on this bus keep on turning. Helps us bring special guests to the show and uh, just really helps uh, this thing move along. That's about it, everybody. We got more coming up. Be good to each other. Take care of one another. Peace. And these wings.